0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff and management.
1: Welcome to You Are Not Alone, How to Rise Above Life's Challenges with April J. Ford. April has faced adversity in her life, such as childhood sexual abuse and becoming a widow and a single parent at 32. Through all of her challenges, she has managed to rise above them and conquer her life. She'll help you to do the same. Now, here is your host, April Ford.
2: Welcome to You're Not Alone, How to Rise Above Life's Challenges. I'm April J. Ford, and I wanted to say hello to all of our loyal listeners out there growing globally. I believe we are in about 40 to 50 countries, and my goal is to reach at least 100 countries by the time my birthday comes on April Fool's Day. So do please do share on your social media to spread the word on voiceamerica.com and just search You Are Not Alone. So I offer this show as an example for people who may feel alone during adversity, that they are not alone, and that there is hope. Your journey called life is filled with happiness, success, fulfillment, and even disappointments and adversities. And I'm here to say that there's golden blessings to be discovered, even when life throws you a curveball, and you can still experience joy. I believe on taking a holistic approach to empowerment, so this show will bring on expert guests to help with tools and tips so that you can create a roadmap based on the four-step process that really guides you on finding who you are and how to handle challenges. This is how you will transition and transform into who you're truly meant to be. And to find out more, go to the website FeelJoyAgain.com and you'll also get the free gift that I have for you guys in there. Again, it's FeelJoyAgain.com. So with our episode today, I'm bringing on a very special guest of mine. She is known as the mother of holistic medicine herself, Dr. Gladys McGurry. She has dedicated her life to shifting the medical paradigms and bringing the concept of holistic and integrative medicine to the masses. Her purpose is really to encourage others to live healthy, full, and purposeful lives. She continues to connect with the current healthcare concerns and trends while sharing the platform with other medical notables, such as, just to name a few, Andrew Well, Deepak Chopra, Wayne Dyer, and Christine Northrup. From her colorful upbringing in the exotic 1920s in India through a lifetime of inspiring adventures to medical missions in Afghanistan at the age of 85 she continues you know her dedication and work being the trailblazer now being at the age of 95 still going strong with her career also just to mention she also co-founded the American Holistic Medical Association back in 1977 so let's give a warm welcome to the holistic medicine mother of holistic medicine herself Dr. Gladys how are you today I'm
3: just fine, thank you. I'm glad to be alive.
2: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so from the mother of holistic medicine herself, tell our audience, you know, where does this word, you know, where did it originate from? And for those audience out there who are listening, who are not even familiar, you know, what does holistic mean?
3: Well, when, when we began using the word um, It was kind of unknown and people thought it was very weird, but the reason for it was that we, a group of us physicians, were beginning to really feel like there was something missing in the field of medicine. And as we got to talking to each other and thinking about it, we realized that we were taught a lot about um, the mind, about the body and about physiology and anatomy and so on, but somewhere in the whole process of that, the spirit was lost. And so holistic to us meant reclaiming the spirit of medicine, the whole concept of healing. When we started the American Holistic Medical Association, it it took us two years to decide whether we were going to spell it with an H or a W. We finally decided on the H when we realized that what we were talking about was the root word, holy, healing, health, and so we, u- we use the word holistic with an H. Mm, okay, and, you know, it's, it's, it's a concept that we are total beings, body, mind, and spirit. And until we look at ourselves like that, we're, we're, we're lonely people.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, why do you think it's important to take this holistic approach or mind, body, and soul, especially when, you know, when life Is dealing us with, you know, a setback, it could be a challenge or a tragedy. You know, what happens to our overall well-being and why should we take a holistic approach to our lifestyle? Because
3: it's the spirit that gives us life itself. I'm I'm now calling the work that I'm doing living medicine because for many, many years, I struggled with the whole process of what we were taught in medicine which has to do with killing. Everything that we were taught had to do with killing uh, bacteria, eradicating AIDS, eliminating diabetes, and that just didn't seem right. And it, it took a while, but as we began working with the concepts of holistic medicine, I realized that what I really was interested in was living medicine.
1: Mm. Because,
3: and I've come up with five L's that I call the basis of living medicine. The first one is life. If you're not alive, nothing counts anyway, you know, so Mm. you just go on with your business. The second one is love. Without love, you can cure a disease but not heal the person. Love is essential to true healing.
2: Right, I totally agree.
3: And the third one is laughter. You've got to put some juice in it. You know, if there's no fun, if there's no laughter, there's no juice, that becomes very dry and very hard. And the fourth is labor. You have to be able to work at it. We all know people who are, really want to quit smoking, but they don't want to work at it, you know, mm-hmm. so they don't quit. It's, it's that, that business of working at it. And the fifth one is listening. We have to be able to listen. We have to listen to ourselves. We have to listen to the world around us. We have to listen to what our bodies tell us and what the world has to say and what God has to say. You know, the whole process of listening, we spend an awful lot of time talking and not enough time listening most of the time. So those are, I consider, the five L's of living medicine. And somebody said to me not too long ago, "So, okay, I get that. That's the foundation. What about... Um, hope. What about gratitude? What about forgiveness? And I said, "Well, those are the building blocks that you build the structure of living medicine on the foundation of the five L's." And right. so it gives us—it uh, gives me a visual way <clears throat> of working with what I've uh, what I've known has, is my life work ever since I was two years
2: old. So it helped. Right. And I totally agree. It's it's, like you said, those elements are still imperative and important, such as, you know, gratitude Mm -hmm. and hope. But the most important thing is the strength of the instability of the foundation. And then you build um, from that. So in touching on one of the L's, Um, with listening, you know, listening to ourselves in the world and also our body. How do we listen or I'll use the terminology I use in my forceps is to recognize. How do we recognize and listen to our bodies that something is out of alignment? That's part of my question. And the follow-on is what do we do to remove the blockages to bring everything back in alignment?
3: Well, First of all, um, pay attention to what's hurting. Or, you know, we th- we think that pain is an enemy, and it's not. Pain tells us that there's something wrong here. And so if there's some pain, we can ask that pain what, what it's trying to tell us. What it is, it's, it's like, for instance, um, if you've got a shoulder that's, that's bothering you, you might ask yourself if you're carrying a purse that's too heavy. I mean, that's oversimplified, but... It's that kind of practical questions that we can ask our bodies, and, and we'll get answers. We really get answers. And then a beautiful way of, of looking for answers in, in these deep questions that we all have is to pay attention to your dreams. I, I love working with people's dreams because they can identify issues you have to interpret them. You have to begin to understand the language of dreams because it's all in symbols.
1: Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. until
3: you understand the symbols, it sounds like a bunch of gobbledygook, but it's not. It's your unconscious mind getting in touch with your conscious mind and saying, there are issues here, friend. Let's look at them.
2: (laughs) Right. Okay. Okay. So that's one way of listening is to ask. But I think oftentimes people will... Um, treat the symptom like you said okay what's hurting if you have a headache you just treat the headache to make the headache go away not really dive deeper into what's causing the headache right you're trying
3: to get rid of something you're not trying to really look at it and work with it in living medicine you have to look at it and say okay what is this why is this What? How? how am I going to learn from this
2: okay Okay. And how do we remove the blockages, you know, to be, to get back into alignment?
3: If we concentrate on the blockages, we get stuck with them. We get stuck in the valley of the shadow. Mm-hmm. If we recognize the, bo- the blockage and say, okay, this is, I got a problem here. I need to do something about this. Then we look, either look for solutions or we look for something that takes our life to another place. In other words, um, it, we, we have choices every moment of our lives, and the choices are whether we concentrate on what's wrong or what's right in our lives. And if we can, we have to pay attention to what's wrong. We pay attention to it, look at it, and then find out what's right in our lives and, and go move into the light instead of into the darkness.
2: Right. Absolutely agree, Dr. Gladys. So let's go ahead and take our first commercial break. And I'd really like to, when we come back, um, do a follow-up question on what did you mean by paying attention to our dreams? And maybe I'll put myself on the hot seat here and give you one of my um, latest dreams since I, I do have very... Uh, vivid uh, dreams. So I'll be vulnerable and share one of my dreams okay. live on <laughs> when we come back from our break. More with Dr. Gladys.
4: It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com.
1: Has life ever thrown you a curveball called challenges or maybe even a boulder called adversity? You are not alone. How to rise above life's challenges with grace, gratitude, love, and joy is about finding the gold in life's challenges. April J. Ford shares how tragedies from her past totter the alchemy of adversity. Who we are inside and the way we handle the challenges we face is how we transition and transform into who we are truly meant to be. Pick up your copy today at www.feeljoyagain.com or by clicking on the link on the You Are Not Alone show page.
4: When is the last time you saw sparkles of life in your day? Each day holds a treasure, the extra in the ordinary. It is too easy to miss them because they're familiar and we take them for granted. If you want to add sparkle to your day, listen to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels with Dee Lee. She offers a new way to view the world and to discover your own mighty gems in daily life. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
1: Tuned into You Are Not Alone. To reach April J. Ford or her guest on today's program, you may call in to 1 888 346 9141. Again, that's 1 888 346 9141. If you'd rather send April an email, her email address is April J. Ford at joysofyah.com. Now, back to You Are Not Alone How to Rise Above Life's Challenges.
2: And we're back. We are speaking with the mother of holistic medicine today, herself, Dr. Gladys, and we're talking about the alignment for optimal vitality and why it's really important to take a holistic approach in our lifestyle, especially when you're coming back from a setback or a challenge in life. And just before the break, she shared the five L's of living medicine. And if you guys are taking notes, the first is life and then love love. Laughter, labor, and the last one is listening. Again, it's life, love, laughter, labor, and listening. And, and one of the examples she shared, you know, how do we listen to our body besides paying attention to the pains and ailments um, that our body is telling us is really to listen and ask, you know, maybe paying attention to our dreams because it's a way of our subconscious mind um, trying to communicate with us. So I'm going to go in and be vulnerable here on the air and share one of my latest dreams just from a couple days ago. And maybe she can give us an example out there. So Dr. Gladys, I was actually in this dream. I was walking on a dried path, kind of like you, you go on a running path or a bike path. And I was, as I was continuing to walk, I got to a point in the path where it was an incline and and then, but the incline wasn't a dried path anymore. It was flooded with um, a downpour of water. So I had no choice other than to swim, you know, going up, but I was doggy paddling. So my head was still um, above the water. I mean, was, is that enough details? I don't know. Do you kind of give? Yeah, that. yeah. You've got a lot of
3: symbology there. First of all, your dream is your dream, you know, and so the, the symbols are your symbols. But there are universal symbols. And first of all, a path is symbolic of the path that, that you are on in your life. This is a, it's a, it's a, not a, lot of stumbling blocks or anything right now, you've got a path that's dry and open. However, mm-hmm. you come up to this place where you hit a, a um, the water, and water symbolizes spirit, but it also symbolizes emotions. And so um, I, I don't know what's going on in your life, but if there is something that is... Um, uh, Coming up, that's very emotional, or a a spiritual challenge that you're facing. Something that is is because um, it's deep. I mean, this is deep stuff that you're stepping into, mm-hmm. but you're keeping your head above the water, and that's what's so important about this. What you're doing is you're getting through it. You're you're moving through it. You may be just dog paddling, but <laughs> yeah. you're. you're you're in the process of moving through this. Now whatever it is, only you know.
2: Okay. I have a pretty good sense of idea, okay, that part I won't share publicly.
3: <laughs> no, you know, you don't need to. That's your stuff.
2: Wow, okay. That that brings meaning and and clarity to what the dream is then.
3: Good. Yeah. And it gives you a, a opportunity to see what you're doing with the issues that are coming up. I've found dreams to be tremendously helpful. Just uh, uh, in diagnosis, in, uh, for, from, for me, I, I can dream about a patient and get some information, but the, when the patient comes up with their dreams, that's what's really juicy because mm-hmm. they're giving me um, an opportunity to uh, share with them at, at a unconscious level what they what their what their soul what their spirit really wants them to be working with
2: right right it's, and i think I the do- whole point of me sharing my dream is to really drive home the point that you know, when you take a holistic approach, some of those things may not come up if you're just practicing traditional medicine of, of, you know, it could be, like you said, are there some spiritual challenges or emotional challenges that you're going through, and some of that you may not even touch on and if you're just dealing with one realm of treatment. That's
3: absolutely true, and, and it, it gives depth to it. It's, it's fun to start paying attention to your dreams and starting look, start looking for your own symbols because, um, you know, a, a cat to a, a person who's allergic to cats is, can be a warning, but to a person who loves cats, this is, this is a really good symbol of the adrenal activity in their lives. And so um, it, it, as you begin to personalize the symbols that show up, you begin to get an uh, uh, understanding. So start looking at you. It's, it's a great adventure. Start oh, I love at it. Your,
2: yeah. Yeah, I didn't yeah. you know our conversation would end up here, but I, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> um, what would you say, what, you know, what could be compromised if we don't take a holistic approach to our health and well-being?
3: You get stuck. You know, You can the, the problem is that medicine itself is stuck. And uh, because all we really know, uh, well, what we're being taught has to do with getting rid of stuff, getting rid of pain, getting rid of uh, diseases, mm-hmm. and even the, um, the, our support groups support the disease, not the patients. You have cancer support groups, epilepsy support groups. You know, we, we, are, we need to change our language. Because um, as we speak, our body understands what we're saying, and it, and it thinks that the only way to, to deal with the issues that come up at, in health is to get rid of them. Well, no. Sometimes uh, some of the most holistic patients I know are people who have some chronic illness that they have worked with But it has not stopped them. Take, for instance, Franklin Franklin Roosevelt. He had post-polio syndrome. Did that stop him from becoming president? No. Mm -hmm. So it's not the disease that's the issue. It's how we deal with it and and how we allow ourselves to be come to put it in its proper in its place. And then work with it. It's, it's like I've got brown eyes, so I've got brown eyes, you know. If I have a, a problem that is a, a disease problem that that I'm not going to get rid of, it's there, well, okay, then I have to go on with my life. Otherwise, I spend all my life trying to get rid of the disease, and it doesn't get you place.
2: Right, right. And I like how you brought up, you know, with... Franklin Roosevelt of how he dealt with it because really when we're faced with a challenge or setback in life, you know, how we discover or come out of it and move beyond the circumstances is really how we deal with that challenge and it, it makes us discover who, you know, we're truly meant to be is by how did you come um, through um, at the other end of the tunnel, not really just getting rid of the situation.
3: Right. And I've found that in working with people, we have to have something to live for. Mm-hmm. I frequently ask my patients who are having a hard time, what do you have to live for? And a lot of people have not thought of that. You know, they just kind of think they have to just get through one day at a time. And that's important because you do. But you need to have something, you need to have a star to reach for, you have to have, you. To make life really important, mm-hmm. you you have to have something to live for,
2: right? I believe everybody's searching for that meaning. You know, oh yeah, what's my purpose what and it- what's my meaning? Mm-hmm. But you know, you can't no. you can't do that with um, not operating in your optimal vitality of yourself because no. everything comes down to your health.
3: That's right. That's right. And and how you you're working with your health, you know what your what your challenge is. I'm calling it. I, I like to think about aging into health, not aging into disease.
2: Mm. And that that goes back to changing our language again.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I, you know, I'm 95 years old now. That's that's a pretty good age. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've had all kinds of. <laughs> illnesses, ups and downs, and
2: go rounds.
3: Right. But it's been a process of aging into health, because I'm a healthy person. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. I see right. myself. Right, still going strong at 95. I mean, who goes yeah. on a mission? I think, it, what was it, you were 85 when you went to Afghanistan, yeah, yeah. out of all places, to go on a mission? Yeah. Right.
3: <laughs> I have a sister who's 97. She's really old. But she's, <laughs> she just joined a harmonica choir, they they uh found out that blowing on the harmonica and and using uh air instruments you know helps with lung capacity so she's in this harmonica choir and she's the she learned how to play the Indian drum the dholak when she was a kid and mm-hmm. so she's a drummer in this now you know
2: that's fun <laughs> right right and you you said part of your 5Ls is really you know, having laughter, laughter in yeah. your life, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Having fun. <laughs> yeah. So let's go ahead and take our break. And when we come back, I really want um, to get into why you introduced, I believe you're one of the first uh, physicians to introduce acupuncture to the United States. And so we'll share more about that in your background.
3: Okay.
4: Your world. Motivate, change, succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com.
1: Joy's Gift is a 501c3 nonprofit that empowers women and youth to transition from tragedy to triumph, from loss or sexual abuse. Our program emphasizes a foundation of developing true self mastery of independence. Our services provide a support system and infrastructure of wraparound resources for services focused on mental, emotional, and spiritual healing. Restore someone's hope, love, peace, and help them develop self mastery of independence by sharing your gifts with Joy's Gift at www.joy'sgift.org. That's joy'sgift.org.
4: Our world is shrinking. We get information across the planet as fast and as easily as across the street. Lately, it seems as if none of it is good. The world has become so addicted to negativity, fear, drama, and our kids are learning fast. Are you worried about your teen? Do you know where they are, who they're with, and what they're really up to? Power of Peace Radio tackles real issues that are changing the minds of the next generation. Get involved in the conversation on Monday evenings with Kit Cummings. Pop Radio is about interrupting and redirecting those who are on a dangerous course and bringing light into dark places with powerful topics and real stories. We bring hope to those who need it most, because hope is the new dope. Power of Peace Radio, Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment.
1: It's your world. Motivate, change, succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned into You Are Not Alone. To reach April J. Ford or her guest on today's program, you may call in to 1 888 346 9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send April an email, her email address is apriljford at joysofyaw.com. Now, back to You Are Not Alone, How to Rise Above Life's Challenges.
2: And we are back with the mother of holistic medicine herself, Dr. Gladys McGarry, and she continues to encourage others to live a healthy, full, and purposeful life, and she connects with other current healthcare concerns and trends while sharing the platform with other medical notables. I named a few in the introduction, Andrew Well, Deepak Chopra, Wayne Dyer, Elizabeth Bross, and Christine Northrup. So in this segment, I wanted her to share the backdrop and story and history of how she was I believe she's either the first or one of the first physicians to introduce acupuncture to the United States and actually train the physicians. Dr. Gladys, were you the first or one of the first that brought acupuncture? Well,
3: there, there's an interesting story with, connected with that. In the late 50s, um, <clears throat> my husband was writing an article, a newsletter called Pathways to Health. And uh, he was sending, this went out, the doctors who were interest, interested in sort of alternative concepts and so on it 's before the American holistic Medical Association started, but we had kind of a network the uh, are had, was part of it but people uh, and then people could subscribe to this so anyway, this newsletter had been going around it was a monthly newsletter, and Bill would write things that we thought were interesting in it and it was in the Late 60s, that one, uh, at one time we got a letter from a mailman mm-hmm. in um, Vermont who said, You know, I got your pathways to health, and uh, I've been off work for four months because I had a bad ankle, and nobody could find out what was wrong with it. He said, I've been to doctor after doctor and all kinds of tests, and we can't find out what's wrong with it but you mentioned using a castor oil pack for a sore throat by, on your neck. And so I put a castor oil pack on my neck, and my ankle cleared up. He said, now, if you can explain to me why that happened, I'd be very happy. Well, Bill and I looked at each other, and we said, we don't have a clue. <laughs> so the next newsletter that went out, Bill wrote this story up, and he said, if anybody out there has any idea why this, would happen let us know well we got an answer back from a doctor in italy and his name was ian erkehart i don't know what an ian was doing in italy but that's where he was and he said if you guys knew anything about acupuncture you know that the bladder meridian started up by the nose and went down the neck and down the body past the ankle and into the toe and when we really Relieved the blockage in his neck with the castor oil pack, it removed the block in his ankle. Oh, and so makes sense now, right. We looked right. at each other again and we said, well, what's this acupuncture stuff? <laughs> and a whole new world opened up to us. Mm-hmm. And so we began writing to different people around that we're, we found out they were working with acupuncture in in uh, Europe, in, in um, Britain, in China, in um, India, and, and here there's a whole world of, of information about acupuncture and the use of acupuncture and so on. So in 1973, we had the first acupuncture symposium in Stanford, and there were, and Nixon had just come back from, uh, from China and was, had mentioned seeing an uh, appendectomy done with acupuncture. And um, so the, the the country was kind of aware of what was happening, and there were uh, about two hundred and eighty physicians that came to this first acupuncture symposium that we had at Stanford, and so that was the, kind of the start of it. And then my and then Bill wrote the first book about acupuncture called Acupuncture and Body Energies, and um, I understand that it's being used still in some of the acupuncture schools around the country. So it's an interesting thing how things get started when you're looking.
2: <laughs> right, right. And like you said, you know, acupuncture is nothing new in, in China, the rest of Asia and Uh-oh. Europe, and here we are. Um, at, at the time, it seems like we were just in, in the darkness of, of acupuncture, and it wasn't yeah. until, you know, a few brave pioneers like yourself you know, dove into it deeper to really study it and practice it and learn about it and bring it over here to train other physicians.
3: Yeah, it was, it's an exciting thing. <laughs>
2: yeah. Now, do you feel that now that people are more acceptable and knowledgeable of, you know, integrating both traditional Western medicine and holistic practices, you know, now that we're more aware of it, of taking you know holistic mind, body, and soul approach, do you think that there's still practices or modalities that we're still um, that could use some maybe enlightenment with?
3: Oh, absolutely. So there's always room for growth. Um, but yes, if people are, are much more aware of diet. They're aware that exercise is important, mind-body connections, and so on. One area that I'm really concerned about, though, is birthing. I I think that we really don't give Mother Nature half a chance, and we've taken the power away from women by telling women that, that, you know, they have to be delivered of their babies. Uh, We talk about delivering babies. We deliver pizza. We deliver uh, Mm -hmm. We don't. Babies, maybe women birth babies. Mm -hmm. Our job as physicians and midwives is to assist the women as they give birth. But the power of birthing is something that we need to reintroduce into our language um, and start thinking about what we have done to the whole process of birthing. To take that power away from it. When I was in medical school, we were taught to use forceps for deliveries, and the woman was anesthetized, and we delivered the baby with forceps. And I was good at applying forceps, but that—that's—that's that's brutal. That—that—that's mm-hmm. just really. I learned a lot about uh, how women have babies when I've traveled around the world and worked with women different in in. Uh, Tibet and then in Afghanistan there, that's another whole story but it's uh, oh, as we begin to listen to our bodies we also awaken the, the reality that we can listen to our babies and when, uh, when the baby is there and we're working with it that baby is alive and uh, I think that the whole business of of um, the C sections, which are just uh, not needed. I, I, you know, you, there are certain cesarean sections which are absolutely necessary for the bi- baby and the mother. Right. But I agree. business of just chosen, choosing a date for convenience or whatever is is mm-hmm. wrong. It's wrong. It gets it interferes with the natural flow of what that soul is connected with as far as coming
2: into this world. And, and when, when you say, Dr. Really Gladys, when you say you're, we've come to a, you know, a, a medical community that's acceptable on, you know, how we should birth a baby and it's taking away the power of the woman to birth a baby. What do you mean by the power, the power of going through it naturally, like from from start to finish?
3: Well, that's part of it, but we, we scare, women are so afraid of the birthing process that you think about it, try to have a bowel movement when you're all tight and bound up, you know, scared mm-hmm. silly, and that's what we do. We, we're so afraid of, of the process that we're not teaching women that, that there are ways of working with it, that there are ways of allowing your body to tell you what you need to do, whether whether you need to breathe, whether you need to relax, whether you need to uh, walk. Whether you, First of all, we don't need to strap ourselves down on a table and then uh, expect our bodies to know what to do. Mm-hmm. And, right. and unless we train, not train, unless we teach pe- women and families that birth is, it's a natural process. Now, whether you need to have uh, something in the way of, of medication or something else, that's, that's kind of irrelevant. It's a matter of accepting the fact that we have the power to birth babies. That, uh, we've always had the power to birth babies. But, but what we have taught people is that you don't, that somebody has to do it for you. And that's wrong.
2: That's just so wrong. Now, what about uh, other aspects or modalities um, when it comes to the whole um, mind, body, and soul as far as people really being empowered or awakened on some of these practices? I mean, I know most of the masses and population now are familiar with meditation, or acupuncture, and it's been around for a while, but I think other modalities people don't know of, such as access consciousness, it could be Reiki, or sound therapy, or maybe some other ones I'm not even mentioning. Even biofeedback
3: is such an important tool, too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it it really is something that's available to us when we begin looking uh, how our body, mind, and spirit work together and how we're in tune with life itself. With what's going on within our bodies and around our bodies. We wouldn't be uh, giving toxins, put, putting toxins into our bodies consciously, but yet there are a lot of, of um, medications which are very toxic and, um, uh, and cause more problems because we haven't looked at what the basic issues are.
2: Right, we're, we're just oh, treating the so. symptoms.
3: Well, yeah, and and what's giving us life, not not taking away something, you know? It's like stem cells. Wow, what a what a wonderful uh, thing! This is life itself. When you're using the life energy to give life and bring life and bring healing, that's that's where medicine. That's the future of medicine. I'm looking for a paradigm shift in medicine. I'm, I really think that we that the concept of living medicine is that we look at life and what life gives us as we age into
2: health right it's like the circle of life I mean that's the whole point of living and vitality yeah yeah okay so let's go ahead and take our last break and when we come back let's talk about some of the benefits of some of these modalities that we've mentioned on taking a holistic approach
1: It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Has life ever thrown you a curveball called challenges? Or maybe even a boulder called adversity? You are not alone. How to Rise Above Life's Challenges with Grace, Gratitude, Love and Joy is about finding the gold in life's challenges. April J. Ford shares how tragedies from her past taught her the alchemy of adversity. Who we are inside and the way we handle the challenges we face is how we transition and transform into who we are truly meant to be. Pick up your copy today at www.feeljoyagain.com or by clicking on the link on the You Are Not Alone show page. What makes you the best
0: you can be? Is it money? Is it success? Maybe it's love, a good career, home, and family. Could it be a bit of all of these things? Be the Best You Can Be with Dr. Linda Santacola, along with her featured guests, will bring you the tools that could be the answer to the questions you've been asking. You'll get to the root of some of the problems that have been keeping you from being the best you can be and tackle them head on. Listen every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, Noon Eastern Time, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Follow
1: us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to You Are Not Alone. To reach April J. Ford or her guest on today's program, you may call in to 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send April an email, her email address is apriljford at joysofya.com. Now, back to You Are Not Alone. How to rise above life's challenges.
2: Okay, and we are back with Dr. Gladys. So in this segment, Dr. Gladys, let's go ahead and jump right into sharing with our audience some of the benefits of the modalities that we've shared. You know, and let's just let's go beyond just the surface of you know losing weight or having more energy having youthful and radiant skin but some of the other benefits that i have personally experienced in, in implementing some of the holistic practices and modalities would be you know, clearing and cleansing of our limiting beliefs. You know, emotional hurts that are stored in the memories of ourselves. It could be toxins in our bodies that's causing cancer. You know, all these are detriment to the vitality in in our wellness and well being. So, what are some of the benefits when we um, practice a holistic approach and some of the modalities that we mentioned earlier?
3: Well, you, you're you're living. You're living your life. You're not just getting through it. You know, you're doing what your dream said you were doing. You may be dog paddling, but you're you're holding your head above water and you're getting through it.
1: Mm-hmm. And
3: uh, it's a matter of of uh, using tools that allow you to engage in life rather than battle the disease. Or sometimes you have to battle the disease, but that's not your your main focus. So. Something like biofeedback, where you learn to hear what your body's saying, can help you control your blood pressure. Can help you control uh, all a lot, many many things that are going on within your body, so that you don't have to depend on something outside like um, a medication. Sometimes you need the medication, but, but mm-hmm. basically you have tools within yourself, like like biofeedback. And then acupuncture. Acupuncture will help with pain. It helps with emotions. It helps with uh, how you're dealing with your life. Um, it, it's a tremendously uh, uh, effective tool. Um, homeopathy is a great tool. It's another thing that has is ancient as as history itself, but um, uh, it can allow a person to. Uh, work with and overcome some things that, that they've been dealing with for a long time, emotionally, um, physically, uh, structurally, too. So, um, and then uh, massage. I get a massage every week. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's been wonderful. Um, it helps to not just white, white, <laughs> work with kinks out, but um, I look forward to having that time, uh, an hour-long massage, once a week, it's, it's part of what I do. It's,
2: right, and it's know. also de-stressing and also getting rid of toxins in your body, oh, such absolutely. as lactic acid. You know, that's just to name one.
3: Yeah, and, and you know, we don't drink enough water. Hardly anybody drinks enough water. Out here in Arizona, we have to, or we kind of dry up. But, right. um, but the whole process of, of washing things out of your system, is, is really, really vital and important. It's as important as, as putting the proper food in, is getting your, allowing yourself to wash the water out, uh, you know, wash the toxins out. So um, it out. these mm-hmm. things, that, uh, keeping our life in balance with, with what's going on is, is really important. As far as exercise is concerned, um, do what you can do. You know, there are a lot of people that, can, that need to have a really rigid exercise schedule and that, because they, they, that's what they need. And there are others that just need to kind of get on with their life and keep, <laughs> keep their life busy and the exercise becomes what they do. You know, they garden or they uh, vacuum the house or, they, you know, just all of that's exercise. Right. It's, it's a matter of, of living your life and being aware of, of being, of consciously living your life.
2: I like that. And if, you know, if one takeaway that I want people to take from this segment is that really, in my opinion, you know, I really like to, like you said, balance both the traditional medical practices with the holistic uh, modalities right. to integrate. know all aspects since we are multi-dimensional beings considering mind body and soul as well as our emotions but I found that in the medical community it's heavily focused and emphasizing more on our physical health and I also had a a previous doctor Dr. Daniel Amen on the show um, him being a psychologist he said you know it took a long time for the medical community to Um, start looking into mental health like how do we look inside of our brain to figure out how our brain um, functions besides just you know writing down notes on what people um, feel but actually really studying um, what it looked like inside from that aspect and I think the modalities that you speak of touches on all aspects it touches the physical aspect the um, mental aspect, the emotional aspect, like you said, with spirituality.
3: And people that are uh, working with heart math, I don't know if you know anything about that, but it's uh, an amazing study that's been going on for 20 years of how the heart and the brain work together. And really mm-hmm. the, the brain is the servant of the heart. The heart is mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. main um, uh, organ that is the, the heart has a brain of its own and it is the real motivator within our body it it programs the brain and, and the brain re- responds to the heart it's it's an amazing thing the heart heart math people have this down to us science and and they've uh, they've uh, published papers all around the world about um, uh, the heart brain connection oh,
2: <clears throat> okay okay it's something for me to definitely look into yeah yeah look uh, it up yeah you said it was heart math or a map
3: heart math, yeah the math of heart of the of the of the energy and the what goes on within the heart and the mind and how they function together
2: <clears throat> it's amazing Wow, sounds amazing. Okay, so how would one know which path to take when they're seeking medical attention or some form of healing, whether to go down the traditional route of medicine or more of a natural path route?
3: Find out what works for you. Find out who... Uh, if you go in to see a doctor and you feel really comfortable and, and, and you get your uh, questions answered... Then go with it. But if you go in and you find that, that you're being brushed aside or something, look for somebody else. There are other doctors around. Don't, don't, don't feel that the first, first person you've seen or, the, or a certain person is, who has a great reputation is the one for you. Find mm-hmm. the one that you feel comfortable with, who you can mm-hmm. talk to and you can work with, and, oh. and then do oh, your ahead. own research.
2: -hmm. Right. I totally agree with that. But what do you, what do you do when you're at a point in your life you're deciding, such as, you know, I know this lady. Um, I won't share her name on the air, but she was diagnosed with cancer. And the doctors, the traditional doctors were saying that she needed to go through, you know, the chemo treatments and going down that path. And she chose not to go down that path and and choosing more of a holistic path of her diet and um, energy healing. And she's doing quite well in her recovery now. So in her situation, you know, would she do a little bit of both or just go... Completely one way.
3: I think it depends a lot on how much faith she has in uh, the people that she has around her, what her support system is, what she can do for herself, and so on. It depends on her own situation. Because Mm -hmm. some people just have a really good support system and they can follow uh, the hard work of doing it naturally Mm-hmm. And and so they they can they can do that. And then there are other people who have really their support system is is not that
4: right, right.
3: dependable. I, I I don't want to say good. It's just they they can't depend on it. And so they need to have find something that they can depend on. And if that's conventional medicine, then that's what they should do.
2: Okay, okay. So in closing, Dr. Lettuce, where can our listeners go to find out more about your work or to get in contact with you?
3: Yeah, look up Foundation the Foundation for Living dot org. <clears throat>
2: All right, perfect. It's been a pleasure and honor to have the Mother of Holistic Medicine on today's show. All righty, everyone, I'm April J. Ford here on Voice America with You Are Not Alone. I share my story and the show so that others can share their stories and have their glory so that others don't have to experience the extremities of what I face, but would be able to take the fruit of my adversities and prosper with it. I give my permission to allow people to borrow my belief and faith. I give my love and my light so that others can illuminate theirs. I share my joys and blessings so that others can share theirs and let others know you are not alone. And make sure you go to feeljoyagain.com to receive your free weekly words of joy.
1: We appreciate your joining us this week, for you are not alone. Please tune in for another edition with host April J. Ford next Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We can't wait to talk again next week.